Just preparing you up front here today because there's a very obvious song that goes with today's episode by a guy called Robert Miles. And if you're an old raver like me, you'll know the one I'm talking about. You'll also know that it will be impossible for me or probably anyone to sing. So I'm warning you in advance just in case I take the head staggers and decide to go for it. Oh God, God help us if I, if I do. You, you, you'll have to wait until later on to see if I dare to do it. I'm just weighing it up in my mind. I'm 50-50 at the minute. Now, as a precaution, you might decide to keep one earphone in and one earphone out and not bury them too deep there today. Now, well, that's what I would do if I was you anyway. So back to today's episode and some of you will have worked out what today's episode is all about. If you remember Robert Miles, uh, it's episode 140 of the Speed Mentor podcast, broadcast live and direct from Waller's Island on this beautiful Thursday morning. And just as I look out of my window onto the beautiful walrus, it just occurred to me that there are some similarities. Uh, it's about children, by the way, just in front of you stupid people I haven't worked it out yet. Uh, but anyway, just it just occurred to me as I looked out, look out on the beautiful walrus that there are some similarities between Walrus Island and Cuba. Now, Cuba is a place that I've been fortunate enough to visit. And it was back in the days when Fidel Castro was still alive and was in charge. Now, he did something very similar to what I do for Walrus, as he would do a daily broadcast, a bit like my podcast, certainly when I used to do it daily. And the whole nation would listen in for his nuggets of gold or his secret sauce, as in my case. Now, I happened to be there um, when some really heavy political shit was going down and Castro did an hour-long uh, sort of additional speech to the nation one evening. Now, all communication was switched off across Cuba and everyone had to watch. Now, I wasn't sure what he was saying, but I can tell you this, he had such an intensity in his eyes and they were absolutely mes- mesmeric and the impact he had was unreal even though I couldn't actually understand it. In fact, I actually think that everybody stood to attention for the entirety of that hour when he was given that additional speech. So hopefully, hopefully I'm channeling a little bit of Castro here today. In fact, some might say um, they don't understand half of what I say either. But as long as it has similar impact, I'll certainly settle for that now. So let's try and create a little bit of the glorious revolution in what I do too as we overpower Dickhead Island with the power of our positivity today. And that's why this episode is so important today because it's all about the future. And as we know, our children are the future. And there's another song. Our children are the future. I think Michael Jackson was it. Our children are the future. Man in the mirror. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, let you think. I'm rabbling to myself now. Anyway. And to be honest, this is one of the toughest issues for any aspiring entrepreneurs. And it's why I've talked about it a couple of times before and why I'm going to do the same again today, but from a slightly different angle. Now, something, something that popped into my head when I was... Um, um, 
doing the episode. Remember, ugh, probably about October, October or November time, I did an episode about Beyonce. Um, and uh, I'm actually only getting the chance to circle back around to something I was talking about then. Now, I talked in that episode of the struggles that women have to go through giving birth and then getting back into the workforce with a loss of confidence, perhaps falling behind new developments in the workplace, etc. And it's very easy for men, myself included, to underestimate that kind of thing because we don't experience it. Well, today's topic applies to both male and female parents, but is probably used as a stick to beat women more than men. But I know that I've had my fair share of it uh, from others too. Now, I also asked on Instagram recently about what future topics people would like me to discuss on the podcast. And this answer came straight back um, from Ring of Roses in Cookstown. So a big shout out uh, to Ring of Roses. Now, so as entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, we are trying to create something magnificent with our businesses and our work life. Trying to create a legacy for us, for our families and our communities in which we live. But at the same time, we're trying to raise our children. Now, if we're lucky enough to have them, um, uh, and we're trying to raise them to be the best that they can be. Now, as they, um, anybody who does have children, by the way, is totally blessed. And until you've had them, you, you don't know how much of a blessing it is but it can also be a burden at times as we struggle and this is a really difficult thing for many of us to do successfully um, to balance both this work drive that we've got and also to bring up wonderful children and one of the major problems is that you don't really know if you've been successful at both until you are a few years down the line when your business is hopefully flourishing and your kids are still talking to you when they're teenagers. So today I wanted to identify some of the methods I use to overcome less time than others might have um, with their children who do not place as high a priority on business success as I do. Now, I have often been called out by the haters and the trolls and maybe even by some who are just concerned for the lack of time or should I say for the less amount or the smaller amount of time that I have available for my kids in comparison, and I'm going to say this, allegedly, allegedly in comparison to them. Now, of course, in my humble opinion, it's a totally faux argument which usually has nothing to do with my kids whatsoever. They couldn't give a rat's ass. They couldn't give a damn about my kids. Now, what they actually hate is their lack of success. So they attack me because I place a higher priority on success than they do. And they think this is an area where they can hurt me and others like me who are striving to be successful whilst raising great families at the same time. But to be honest... I don't even think their signalling of their displeasure is about me because they know I don't listen to those fuckers anyway. But it's actually about others whom I might inspire to want more success or to want to be more in their lives. They're sending a warning, a warning message that if you let the world know that you want more success, then they're going to come and attack you for not giving enough time to your family to put your back in your fucking box or your silo. Now, I suspect that women are particularly susceptible to this guilt tripping which those people will lay on you. And it's something that needs addressing if both men and women are to thrive in the workplace and at home. But here's the rub, folks. Here's the rub. Parenthood is about so much more than just time with your kids. That's the currency. Time is the currency that they want you to believe is the one and only gold standard. 
time. Now, when you're crazy, uh, when you're crazy uh, like me and you've got so much going on, um, you're likely uh, to be listening to the Speed Mentor podcast or doing similar things. I listen to podcasts, you're listening to mine. So you've got to unlock the secrets of the universe or you'll stop to grow. And here are some of the things that create the quality relationship with your children when you have less time. So when you're pushing yourself forward, when you're listening to podcasts, when you're educating yourself, when you're listening to great books, when you're trying to grow These are the things that you can apply when you have less time as you unlock them. And I'm going to give you a wee list here of about 11 or 12, 12 today, um, to let you use that I use in my own life. Now, number one, and the most obvious is, how do you treat your kids? Now, if you're working hard on personal development like I do, and I'm sure you're too, or too, as say, if you're listening, then you understand the importance of loving relationships, of giving more than you receive of gratitude and that you only get out what you put in. And just on this, I can't recommend highly highly enough Stephen Covey's um, seminal work, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a wonderful book and a must-read on relationships, which I found very useful in this area. So are your children getting the love they need? That's more important than just marking time. And number two, another thing that those who seem to have a goal um, uh, to, to is that they miss out. Your kids don't want, <laughs> yeah, your kids don't actually want to spend all of their time with you anyway. That's not actually healthy, and nor should they. Um, it's really important in my view, and I'm, I'll tell you something for nothing. My wife Helen is particularly good at this at fostering great relationships with all the other families in the areas in the area and the parents of the other kids at school so that your children build great relationships with their peers inside and outside school too with plenty of play dates and the like okay number 3 Use your time wisely to take in a good variety of extracurricular activities for your kids, such as sport, music, drama, dance, whatever it is that they, they might be into. They love trying new stuff. Make sure you can spread the load of the lifts to all of those different places by building great relationships with other parents so you can spread the load. Now, number four, I don't want to sound like a dick here, but... I can't actually believe I'm saying this in a podcast episode, but do you pray together? Now, do you go to church or synagogue, mosque or temple or elsewhere? It's great as part of a weekly routine to bring you all together to the one place. Now, my wife is the main driver of this in our house, but I have grown to love the family time at church on a Sunday. Um, that break from the mayhem, from the faces, from the outside world, just to spend an hour in close proximity, contemplating and praying, and then maybe a nice coffee morning and a chat. After. I love that. I always bump into people and get talking to people afterwards, and kids say I do too much of that, but they love the coffee mornings afterwards. So we all get plenty out of it. And just being, just having your children beside you. As you pray. I can't believe I'm putting that in. But anyway, that's just where my life is, folks. Number five. Similarly, an evening meal together serves a similar purpose. Do you do this? This is all such valuable time where children learn how you interact with the outside world as you discuss everything that's happened that day at work or in their schools and celebrate and encourage each other. And number six, gratitude. You hear me say this all the time. Gratitude plays a major part in our family life. I want my kids to know that I've got 
first world problems and that we're all blessed. Now, this isn't a My Kids Are Better Than Your Kids podcast, but we always get people commenting that our children are so well behaved. This is our children, the Wall family children are so well behaved. Now, I know that when they hit their teens, all hell could break loose and I will laugh about that, saying that about my kids, but there's a great grounding of gratitude uh, for what we have uh, been blessed with in our family and I think that helps them in their relationships and the way they conduct themselves. Now, number seven, get your kids into a great routine around work, around nighttime, particularly around scheduling playtime. They need it. They really, really need it. I hear of kids getting their dinner late at night, 10 o'clock at night, sitting up to all hours, having really poor routines, and it's a time bomb waiting to go off. Now, if you don't have good routine and you inflict that on them, it's creating such a barrier to future success in their lives. And I, I hear this all the time. My wee Charlie doesn't sleep. My wee Donna doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. Get the fucking routine right, and that will sort that out. That's my belief anyway. Number eight, what are you feeding them? What are you feeding them? Now, I suspect our family makes pretty healthy choices already. Now, I have uh, the same waistline I had when I was 18 years of age, and I'm now 49 years of age, and it's a 30-inch waist. But the prevalence of processed food worries me, and you've heard me talk about it. As I've mentioned recently, I've gone vegan in part to influence how we eat at home. Now, I'm always thinking about making better choices for my family and me, not just judging my conduct around children in relation to the time available to them. And you can do the same. Okay? Number nine. And these, each of these ones, these are all defences that you can play in your own mind, etc. Um, when people attack you about the time when you're trying to have such success. Number nine. Show your children by example what personal growth, success and fulfilment looks like. Let them hear from you about your aspirations in life. Um, I, I read mine I actually read mine personal development books, ones that are suitable for their age group. Now, one of my kids has a brutal chimp, just like our dad used to have before he discovered how to control it um, with the help of Steve Peters. And uh, we talk about her chimp. And I have non-verbal communication techniques that I have with her when her chimp comes out. And there's a children's version of that book as well, and I'm going to get that for her soon. And now number 10, how often do you read with your children? I don't want to sound preachy, but it's so important for their development. Number 11, when it's daddy daycare, all devices get switched off and put away for the day. Now they know I'm serious about that. And because they know I always do what I say, there's never a bleat of protest and we collectively find other things to do. Play the piano, um, play with each other, play games, PDPs and lots of other good stuff. Okay, number 12, this is one final thing, and if you can say this, you're halfway there. Helen and I, you might not believe this, with me being such a fucking lunatic, but Helen and I never fight. Now, I don't think our children have ever heard a single cross word between us in front of them. And that certainly uh, wasn't my experience growing up, in fairness to my parents, and I'm not sure how common it is. It might be totally, totally uncommon. You'll know better yourselves as listeners what your experiences were as children and how they are now as adults. Now, before we had children, Helen was very well balanced as a person. I wasn't. And I have had to learn this through personal development. But I believe the hard work that I have done has left me even stronger than Helen in this department. And I would never have believed that that was possible earlier in my life. But this is so much more valuable to your children than just time. And when you do this 
work on yourselves, they will get the benefit too. So do the hard work on yourself. Okay. Look, I'm not seeking, and I hope it didn't sound like it, and I hope it didn't sound like, my family's fucking brilliant, I'm great, blah, 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 blah. It's not, this is the type of stuff you need to do if you're trying to have success at work as well. I, I hope I wasn't too preachy about parenthood, and I know some of our listeners will not be parents. Um, I hope there's still some good stuff in this episode for them also. Uh, and I'm not looking to make a pitch for parent of the year, as my wife would win that hands down in the head to head with me anyway. But what I wanted to do with this episode is to remind you all that good parenthood is about so much more than just time. And when we spend a little time to think, reflect and plan it, we can create more from less and not let those who want to stop us from having it all guilting us out of chasing down our gorilla goals whilst raising a family too. Now, one other thing I should have mentioned earlier is that you're entitled to be fulfilled in your life. And if creating a legacy in your work life creates that fulfilment like it does for me, then your fulfilment will bring joy into the home. If you're not fulfilled in your working life, you're never going to be fucking happy at home anyway. So let me know what you think. Hit me up on social. And while you're there, give me a review just like M. Quinn did with a five-star review that is titled Very Relatable and Easy to Listen To. All these bloody reviews are five stars. So thank you very much. And please keep them coming. Now, very and the review goes like this. Very easy to listen to on the morning commute and very relatable. The alcohol topic resonated with me and the no response straight talking and zero bullshit delivery seemed to make the content stay with me for the day rather than uh, be forgotten about once I take the headphones out. Or should only be one headphone in your ear today just in case I sing that song. Now keep them coming Gavin it says. Thanks and I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful for the review. So... Of those of you who know Robert Miles' children will know that there was no chance, no chance of me singing it as it's a dance tune. It's a trance dance tune. But maybe I can hum it. Thompson's Garage, Thompson's Garage on a Thursday night. Oh, those were the days, those were the days. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's be having yeah. I wonder why that's called children, that song. <laughs> no, there's any connection to children, but oh, it's a classic. lot, you walruses, with your little calves that you've been rearing out there. You can have it all. There's no need to feel, feel guilt, but be thoughtful in your approach. You can do it. You can have it all. But you know what? It's your choice, my friends. I'm a man on a mission.